The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Boston Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Seared Chop House, The Gavigan Agency, Taft Taft & Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, Here's Brian Bailey. Okay, happy Monday. Happy August the 1st, everybody. It is football season. High school football practice kicked off today. East Carolina will kick off coming up on Wednesday. The players report tomorrow. Head coach Mike Houston is live in the studio. First of all, coach, welcome to the Brian Bailey Show. As you said, your first (laughs) appearance live in the studio on the show. On Eastern North Carolina's longest running sports radio show. That means I'm the oldest soldier in the barracks. Yeah, Yeah. You're the, you're the OG. I am. Yeah, I'm something. I haven't quite figured out what it is. Mike Houston's live in the studio. We'll take your questions and comments on our Facebook Live page, and we're back with more after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. This is The Brian Bailey Show, the season debut. Head coach Mike Houston joins us. We're taking your questions and comments on our Facebook Live feed. If you have anything to ask the coach or want to comment on, we'll pass it along to him. Coach, first of all, you're getting set for camp. You got the beard going and everything. You're ready to go. <laughs> well, it's that time of the year. You know, it's uh, the end of summer. You know, that uh, we had last little getaway down to the coast uh, this weekend. And uh, so Amanda and the boys are getting ready not to have me around. And uh, <laughs> the players are getting ready for what uh, preseason camp uh, entails. Uh, so it's it's an exciting time. Take us through your schedule coming up now. The players arrive tomorrow. Do they tomorrow. all stay in the same dorm for camp? Or You know, um, I've done that before. Yeah. Uh, we did that uh, my first year. Uh, last year, we let them stay wherever they are staying for the year. So the guys that have apartments and stuff, we let them stay in their apartments. The freshmen stay in the dorm. Um, and that went really well. Uh, so I told them as long as they can, you know, handle things responsibly and, you know, nobody's late, you know, everybody's at all the meals and everybody's where they're supposed to be, then I got no problem with that. Okay. So really, we say players arrive, but most of the guys are already housed and they, yeah. don't, they don't have to take the big fans and the TVs no. and the games and that kind of thing. No. And it, the dorms. It, it, I, th- I think with a team that's, um, older mm-hmm. experienced most of these guys have been here for three years uh so i don't have a whole lot of heartburn about that okay so then you get the players arrive on tuesday what do you do on tuesday uh, any testing so um we can't do anything physical with them on tuesday they will do a player-led workout uh, okay. that they the captains kind of get together and they do a you know just make sure everybody's there and get a little, little sweat going and then uh we have uh, dinner tomorrow evening and then we have some meetings tomorrow night and just kind of you know here's what to expect uh on wednesday and then you know, crack a dawn Wednesday morning. We're up and up and at them. All right. Now on Wednesday morning, when you get up, what time do you get up? What time do you arrive in the office? And how does that all work? I'll, I'll probably get in the office around six, and then uh, we have a staff meeting at seven. Staff meeting uh, at seven. Kids, we wake them up. Uh, they're probably up six fifteen, six thirty. They've got breakfast, and then we have a team meeting at seven forty-five. 
and they're taped and dressed when they come to that team meeting. Okay. And the first uh, first day of practice, eight thirty. Is that what you got? Something like that. Eight thirty. Uh, well, probably, probably about nine. Probably about nine. Okay. So yeah, and you go a couple hours. Yep, and you come back and is it two a days or is it just? No, so they did away with that. We don't. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. It's changed a lot. It has changed a but, lot. But you know, we have they do weights uh, a couple days a week. You know, every other day they do weights in the afternoon, and we have meetings in the afternoon. We're allowed a uh, a walk through, uh, so we do that at night uh, just to try to avoid the heat as much as possible and hopefully avoid uh, thunderstorms. Um, so, but it, you know, it ends up being a, you know, the kids probably get in here about six thirty, and they're here till probably nine thirty at night. You know, the heat is so tricky because you got to have it. Got to have it. You got, and you're going to have it on September the third. Correct. So you got to be able to work through it, but you can't kill anybody. I mean, it's just, it's really, it's, it can be dangerous at times if you work early in the morning like you guys do. Usually, you beat some of that heat. Well, you know, we'll get enough around lunchtime, yeah. and then uh, you know, school starts two weeks before kickoff. So, you know, you go. To the afternoons there but you know with the weather in eastern north carolina i mean it's why we have to get the indoor facility built because if you had the indoor facility then you could go at different times of the day you, right. could, you could not worry as much about the lightning and not worry as much about the extreme heat but you know until until we get that facility built uh you know we've got to do things the way we do them what's the latest on the facility uh we're coming along you know it's I think we're on the verge of uh, some some major uh, gifts, uh, naming rights kind of things. Good, uh, and I think as soon as as soon as those come through, uh, I think you'll you'll see it. Uh you know, ready to go. Okay, and, and you have to, uh, and, and thinking back to what people were saying about it, you, know, you almost have to have most of the funds before you can actually break ground. Yeah. Isn't that right? I would love to see us break ground first of the year. Yeah, that'd be so. great. Get that thing built and get it no up there. as fast as we can. Because get I was watching, I think Carolina practiced early because of their Week Zero game, and they were going inside and outside, yeah. which is another advantage you can right. Do. You know, and, and our plan is to have a, a setup very similar to what they have, where you know our, our practice fields are right next to the indoor, and you can go in and out through those uh, big garage doors, and it really makes for a great practice setup. Uh, then you know you get lightning rolling in, you just seamlessly transition into the, you yeah. know, the indoor, and you don't, you know, the way it is now, you got to go inside and you sit and you wait and you wait and you wait, and, <laughs> and sometimes you uh, wait a long time, and sometimes you don't get practice in, right? So and that hurts, and. and it, Where's the site is, it's, it's going to be? Right there? Right right next to the current turf field. Okay. That's a great it's a great place yeah. to put it. Yeah. Yep. Man, dreams come true, don't they? Well. Uh, one of these days. I mean, one of these days. <laughs> hey, if I'd have won that lottery, the first thing I was oh, thinking about was that no facility. Doubt. Our, right. our, our neighborhood went in together on the lottery, <laughs> really? so it was going to be the, uh, the, the Blackwood Indoor yeah, Facility. Yeah, the Blackwood Indoor <laughs> That would have worked, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, someone in Illinois went all that money, but uh, that would have been good. That would have been that would have been okay but somebody's going to get that thing up there and, and, and you, as you said you got to have it i mean you got to keep yes. up with the joe it's not only keeping up with the joneses it's more or less a necessity it's a necessity from a training standpoint but now it is a huge recruiting factor i mean it, you it will be a part of your recruiting visits it'll be a part of your recruiting camps uh it's just it's it's a big piece in, for, in recruiting also okay now the first week of camp how does that go wednesday thursday friday pretty much the same each day Pretty much, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we'll go Saturday morning. Um, I, I like taking Sundays off uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, it's a, I, I always want to try to give our our coaches and players an opportunity to to go to church if they wish to, and uh, I think it just 
it just works with our calendar. So, you know, we'll take Sunday off uh, from a, a practice standpoint and start back up on Monday. Okay. And then you get back on Monday. You go to a pads, what, Tuesday? Is that right? Tuesday's full pads. Yeah. We're, we're in shells Friday, Saturday, and Monday. And then Tuesday is full pads. Okay. And does does thing, do things change when you get the pads on? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you, I mean, the, the days that we're in full pads, we'll have some live drills, uh, you know, live competitive team situations. So it's, you know, you, throughout camp again we, we have an older team so i've got a lot of stuff throughout camp where you're putting them in game situations and you're you got something on the line and you let them go at it yeah. uh, i think that's going to be critical that uh you know we're ready to go you know september 3rd obviously so uh, i, I want to really you know get us in a highly competitive attitude during camp in the media we're allowed to shoot the first 20 or 30 minutes of, of practices which is a lot of fun but every once in a while a coach will walk by and smile and say stick around we're gonna let you stay about extra 50 15 minutes we got we got a good drill getting ready to start so y'all stick around for that well, i mean and it was and some of those drills joe's drills are, are awesome yeah i mean yeah you had the drone yep. above it and the oklahoma or something similar to the oklahoma drill well inside run yeah uh, you know they 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 outlawed oklahoma right i, I knew that as soon as i said it i knew they outlawed which is, it but i'll tell you it's, it's dumb that well it's people that don't know what they don't know yeah. i mean if they ever went and watched a football practice in this day and age they'd know what things coaches do and what things right. coaches don't do i mean you're you can't you're, afford to get anybody no. hurt you're not going to put anybody no. in a bad situation no. but these are football situations right. that come up on every play but at least they did something so they can say they did something so <laughs> whatever <laughs> but they are they are yeah, fun but, to watch man oh, yeah, it's I mean, man it's, against man now it's, it's got, all right we got a short short yardage goal line drill uh, yeah. early there in week two and uh you know, like five shots from the three uh, kind of deal, two-point plays. And we've got a lot of a lot of com- competitive stuff right wow. there. I tell you, that's a lot of fun. And then, yeah. th- then as you go through camp, obviously you got to keep an eye on everybody with your right. trainers and everything to see if the you know, players still have their legs. you got, what, two scrimmages? Two scrimmages. Yeah, and then, you know, and those scrimmages – aren't really more or less for the for the starters some of them you know like well, Holden won't see a lot of action in those scrimmages he, he'll see enough to be on the to same sweat. page yeah. with um and I, that, that's the deal i mean you know what holt nailers can do you know what keaton mitchell can do you right. know what roger harris can do right yeah uh, you know what ryan jones can do you know so many of those guys you know what they can do so but they need work they'll they'll get the work that they need but really you know the linemen need a lot of work uh, so the scrimmagers are so important for them, yeah. especially to be ready for the, the the speed and the size that we're going to face in game one. Right, um, and 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 then you know you some, some other guys need work, so it's just it's just you got to kind of juggle it and manage it, and uh, but you got to make sure that your guys are ready to go. Head coach Mike Houston live in the studio on this uh, season premiere of the Brian Bailey Show. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back and talk about the roster and get you set for Pirate football September the 3rd, just around the corner. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show after this. You're listening to the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community owned, community powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the season debut here on the Brian Bailey Show. Great to be back with everybody right here on Pirate Radio. Next week, we'll talk high school football. We'll be on Tuesday instead of Monday because the Big Carolina 3A 4A conference is having their media luncheon on Monday. So we'll be with you on Tuesday. And then the next Monday, Mike Oresco, commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, is set to be with us. So we're getting 
getting off to a great start with Mike Houston live in the studio. When you look at your roster and you think back to when you first got hired, I mean, it's like night and day, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> There's no I, doubt. I remember the thank, look on your face. <laughs> well, it's just... I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's, there's a reason the the program was struggling so so incredibly in the American Conference. It's right. just the roster was not built to compete in this league. Uh, so that's the big thing we had to do those first uh, couple of years is, you know, get some players in here that belonged in this league and then grow them up. And so, you know, finally, here we go into year four. We have a we have a roster that's deep. We have a roster that has ability. We have a roster that knows how to compete. We have a roster that, uh, you know, knows how to work. Uh, I mean, it's, it's I'm I like this roster a lot. Do you believe in the adage they they say first? You know, when you take over, you lose big, and then you lose small, then you win small, and then you win big. I mean, you know, this team last year. You look at some of those games, and and some of them could have gone your way, they didn't, but some of them could have gone the other way, they did. I mean, it was it was nip and tuck, and maybe this is the year that. Just well, I think big. I think you, you you've got to have experience. Yeah, uh, you got to have obviously talent. Um, you know, we were trying to win in year one too. I mean, right, it's not like you right. Weren't. You're not trying. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, and and in year two, we just you know you played all those freshmen. Yeah, uh, and you knew what was going to happen. Uh, you knew you were going to take some lumps. You knew that you were going to have some some tough times, but you also knew that you know when you got to this year. Now you've got guys that have been there and done that, and I think that is the biggest thing. You cannot replace experience. And when you look at the experience, obviously it starts at quarterback. You've got Holton back. We had a chance to visit with him when he had his camp a couple of weeks ago, uh, and some of the players were out there, which, which to me says a lot about just just the camaraderie, which which means a whole lot for this program, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, the, you know, I saw, I saw a thing from uh, Mike Tomlin the other day. You know, he's talking to the Steelers and and just talking about uh, you, you know the culture and just. You know, everybody's responsible for the culture in the building, uh, and it's the truth. It's you got to have you know great team culture, uh, which we do. And, and the kids, uh, we talk about it virtually every day that you got to work at it, you got to protect it. Uh, so you got to make sure that people are doing the right things, that you have the right attitudes, that people are all committed to the team. You know, ab- above and beyond their own, you know, their own goals. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's the number one thing. If you don't have good team culture. Uh, you really got no shot. Holden's had a great summer. He went to the Manning Passing Academy yep. and uh, worked on some things there. Went to uh, Alabama, I think, for another camp he was working yep, with. And, Mobile. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, he's he's been busy. Yeah, he has, and he's you know he looks as good as I've ever seen him right now. Uh, he's trimmed down, mobility wise. He's moving around really good. His arm to me looks liver than it has. I mean, he's really crisp, sharp, you know, good velocity. Uh, so he's. You know, I, th- I think he's at uh, the highest level he's been sub in here. And really, when you think about it, I mean, he's t- taken the weight of the world on his shoulders throughout his career. And, and sometimes that, that's hurt the team. Sometimes he tries to do too much. But I think he's getting more and more comfortable with the guys around him. And he realizes that, hey, I've got guys that can win games, you know, right around me. Well, I was about to say, he finally has guys around him. Right, finally does. I mean, yeah. you have a, a legitimate run game with yeah. Keaton and Rajay. Yeah. Uh, you have a very solid offensive line. Uh, probably for, for the first time in his career. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, you have playmakers at tight end. You have playmakers at receiver. Uh, you know, he has the best collection of weapons that he's had. When you look at what's behind him, Mason Garcia is very yeah. impressive. I mean, and I think it's a great asset for you guys that he's stuck around this long. I mean, it's hard in this day and age for kids to buy in and do that. It is. Um, you know, but we had a plan with Mason. Um uh, 
he, he he's been with us on that plan. Um, you know, I do think the the COVID year, having the you know the extra year where he got to play and uh, all that stuff that helped him. Uh, so you know, he's he's going to be ready when Holton. Uh, passes the torch yeah uh, and he's ready right now i mean he's i have zero hesitations you know with mason garcia going in the ball game in any situation so um you know we're excited to have him glad he's part, glad he's a pirate will you have packages just for him well you know we're we really there's some things that yes will be just for him but Unlike last year, I really feel like he has a great grasp of the entire playbook now. Right. So you can you can put him in and just you know go play. And and sometimes you know if Holton gets sacked and he gets the breath knocked out of him, you know in in the past he's hey get up it's third down. Uh, but that, now that, that first year, <laughs> oh. that, was, that was a nightmare at times. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was wobbling like he was in the tenth round. There, I mean, there were a couple of games where it was touching head. I mean, it was, <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very difficult. And sometimes it was hard to watch, but you had to yeah. you had to prop him up and tell him to take the next snap. But, well, but now, maybe it's a little better. No, it's we have a good situation now. Yeah. Good situation. And Mason, uh, I've said this a couple of times publicly, but he's majoring in, in special needs, children education, yes. that kind of thing. And and he's 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 worked with some of the ones that I know very well. And, and he's just uh, just gold. I mean, he's just a great kid. And he's passionate about that major. Yeah. And that's what he wants to do with his life. Now, it's not an easy major no. being a football player. I, know I was going to say, it's not an easy major. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to get him to work with us. I mean, because, you know, because these kids come in, I want them to chase their dreams right. outside of football, too. Right. And, you know, you have a guy that's, you know, a, he's an elite athlete and he has a passion for helping others. Right. I mean, certainly that's that's pretty special. Right. It is very special. And, and he does a great job with it. I mean, yeah. he just he's on it. He gets to a level with them and that, that a lot of people can't get to. Right. And he does a great, great job with that. Who else is in the quarterback room? So Ryan Stubblefield, a uh, talented young guy uh, from Houston, Texas. Uh, he, he He's continuing to develop. You know, he'll be competing uh, for that backup spot with Mason. Um, Alex Flynn, uh, okay. who has uh, been been in the program for several years. Um, you know, a, a solid backup right there. Outstanding young man. Uh, and then we have a freshman, Grant Logan, who's a, uh, a walk-on uh, from Providence Day High School in Charlotte. Charlotte, uh, and he, you know, just got just got here a couple of weeks ago, and so, but glad to have him in the program also. Yeah, I tell you what, you can't get too many of them, can you? No, no, because you can get thin in a hurry. Yeah, in a hurry, and and it's just it's just nice that you have some experience, and and hopefully Mason will you know get a chance to do some things, and he's been very patient. And as you said, you know, Holton, Holton's not gonna be here forever. No, I mean, times are running out. This now. is the last, the last hurrah. This is the last hurrah. You know, and that, I think I think think back to to Holton's career, but that's why that bowl game was so disappointing not yeah. getting a chance to play because here's a guy who, who you know waited his whole career to get a chance to play in that bowl game and you've said it publicly I was there I saw it with my own eyes that team was was smoking hot whenever yeah. we were up in D.C. That, that was the best week of practice we had all year <laughs> it was crazy I was walking around I was like all these practices this this good because nobody's yelling at anybody everything's yeah. going great and they were they were really running on on a high level well they're highly motivated uh, you know they they wanted to play the game and uh, you know I hate we didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, well, I think a lot of Pirate fans you know were ready to go and that was well, that's a that's a situation I'll never forget and getting up on that Sunday morning and, and dealing with all that that was yeah that was really it was heartbreaking but, for the team. Yeah, you know it, it was, uh, but you know what it it 
all things happen for a reason. Yeah. Uh, that was a special year last year. Um, and I, I tell you, that I, I enjoyed. Uh, so Amanda and I elected to just kind of stick around and go see Annapolis uh, later that day. And uh, God, I, th- I think half of Greenville was there. <laughs> I think they and were. I, I, I promise you there were 10,000 pirates. There were all kinds of stories coming out of so, Annapolis. Uh, <laughs> That, that was pretty good to see. That, yeah. was, that was pretty incredible. I came back that day, fought all that traffic to get home just to watch the Cowboys play that night. I, I did do <laughs> That's that. good, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anytime you can see the as, Cowboys play. As a Cowboy fan, it's a good day. You know, that is a good day. All right, we've got some questions and comments on our Facebook Live feed. Some of these things I don't know if you'll know, but I'll go ahead and ask them to you. Uh, Kevin wants to know if you're going to have Meet the Pirates this year. I'm sure you are. I'm not we sure are. the date is. Uh, it is. We'll look that date up for you, yeah, Kevin. I've got it in here somewhere. On Meet the Pirates. Uh, another question is about season ticket sales. And I had John Gilbert on at the uh, Special Olympics pool party last week. And I think he said close to 14.5 is where season tickets are. Do you, uh, do you I know talked that? to no? Ryan, Ryan Robinson this morning. We're right at 15,000. Right at 15. Okay. I mean, he, maybe he said between 14.5 and 15. So, so Meet the Pirates is going to be Saturday, August 20th. Saturday, August 20th. Yep. We have a scrimmage uh, that morning. Uh, the tail end of the scrimmage will be the beginning of Meet the Pirates. Okay. And then we'll have that event uh, with the players right after we finish uh, the scrimmage and then we'll do media day media days at 1 30 i believe so all that stuff's gonna be together okay yeah that gives the fans a chance to see the see the guys out there practicing and then some some time quality time with the kids afterwards all right scott is riding in from maryland he said how is isaiah foot doing Really good. Okay. Uh, I thought he had a really good spring. Um, he's competing for a starting job going into fall camp. He's had a good summer. Uh, very pleased with where he's where he's at. All right. Ashley writes in and says there was an announcement, and she can't remember which department on campus designing new uniforms. Any updates on new uniforms? The, the, the School of Entrepreneurship. Uh, I, I should have I should have majored there. Yeah. Well, if you know Fielding Miller, who is a, a great pirate, a big supporter of ours, um, you know the feeling the Miller School of Business, right. Fielding Miller School of Business, um, all that together. Uh, you know, Fielding put together this thing where he wanted uh, to have a contest within the, the School of Entrepreneurship to design an alternate uniform, and so they did. Uh, had a contest. We. Picked a winner from the contest. Uh, I think our fans will be uh, very pleased with it and really passionate about uh, the uniform. And so, you know, we'll we'll wear that at some point. Uh, you this don't know fall. Which, which game yet? Uh, it won't be the opener, right? Uh, but at some point this fall, what are we wearing for the opener? Are we gonna just purple? Probably just purple. Uh, traditional. Traditional. I mean, it's gonna be traditional. Yeah, yeah. I would say I, I think it's important. It's you know we're we're the first game. You know, college game day. ESPN that yep. morning, you know, we're the game that they cut to right out of, out of the studio. Day, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a, you know, a big national kind of, yeah. you know, stage. Well, it's got us, a so. big stage feel to it now. Yeah. I think the players, I think that's the one advantage of having a game like that in the opener when you're in camp. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean anything about any other teams you play or whatever, but but if you have Old Dominion or Campbell, you know, it's just, but that state game, I think everybody looks at that and says, okay, it's August 1st, September 3rd. You know, we got we got a lot of work to do. Right. But that, that big game right there. Well, you know, they they think they may have the best best team they've had. Right. You know, they're, they're talking about, you know, college football playoff ACC championship all that stuff you know they can't stand us we don't like them uh, it's, the, it's the classic matchup oh it is and it's, it's going to be 12 o'clock I hope it's like 98 90% humidity not a cloud in the sky 
Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hot. There's no question about that. I just hope I just hope beyond hope that it's not one of those thunderstorm days where you got yeah, yeah no yeah you no clouds no yeah, clouds no clouds yeah Carolina blue skies yeah. for an East Carolina NC State matchup. There you go. I'm right there with you. All right, let's take a commercial break right now. Questions and comments on our Facebook live feed. We'll pass them along to Coach Mike Houston. Got about a half hour to go in our first show of the year. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Chris writes in, since we were just talking about it, he wants to know, since it's going to be so hot for the state game, what are some of the plans to keep the players cool? We got the big fans, I guess. We got the big fans, the the misters, and all that stuff. So uh, The mist machines that that throw it out there. And, and, you know, it's, it's weird when it's that hot in a game situation i mean the trainers have to be like like in tune with guys to make sure that they're not getting lightheaded or well yeah but i mean understand now these kids have been here all summer right and we train in the heat all summer right you're not in the air conditioning running sprints no and and we're going to practice in the heat all august so it's our kids will be much more acclimated for it than our opponent yeah and that's good that, yeah. that's, that's the best thing yeah. four home games to start september you yeah. ever been a part of anything like that no that's fantastic <laughs> i've never seen it either no it's great <laughs> that is great great chance to go off to a great start yes yeah no, it, no, it's, it's a tough schedule but uh but you know having the first four at home yeah that's great and you got navy i wish navy's got an open week again this year before us that's two years in a row they've had two weeks to get ready for us which kind of ticks me off but, american uh but you know you do have them at home and you yeah. got them fairly early in the season yeah and it, but it's always a different animal oh i know you've already started working on oh we were we were game work, plan we were working on it uh, last thursday and friday yeah it's just it's it's so different but uh ken niamatololo and company they yeah. just yeah uh, they do they do a great job over there uh house recruiting going john says house recruiting going in the tidewater hampton roads area well recruiting in general is going really really well good um you know i've, I've really liked the class that we have committed right now um yeah I, 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 that area we are treating it as an in-state area because it's so close. Right. I mean, it's you know that that area is closer than Charlotte is. Oh, by far. So yeah. um, it's almost know. like Raleigh. Right. I mean, it's two so, hours. That's so where I'm from. So Latre- yeah. Latrell Scott has that area. Of course, he's from that area, mm-hmm. so he knows all those guys up there. So we're, you know, we're in there knee deep. Yeah, that's a that's a great great area too. There've been some great players that come out of yes. the Tidewater area. So oh yeah, that's a and, and really it is almost in state. You know, yeah. two, two two and a half hours to. Well, you know, it was we recruited it heavily at JMU, but it's we're much closer to that area than JMU. Right, is. for sure. Yeah, and Virginia Tech and Virginia, East Carolina's closer than all of those. Yeah, to the Tidewater area. So that is a good area. Let's talk about running backs at the uh, Pirate Camp, and obviously you start with Keaton Mitchell and Rajay Harris. Uh, these two give you guys just the best one-two punch don't they yeah they do and it's you know they're they're great teammates uh they're great supporters of each other uh they compete with each other now you know they both want to be the guy but you know they also respect the other uh and the thing is in, in today's game you know we have to have both of them uh just you can't take the the wear and tear of a 12 game schedule if, if you've only got one guy um, so, you know, we're very blessed to have those two kids. And you've got some other guys in that yeah. room, too, that you like. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who the third is. Um, you know, Pop McKay was with us last year. Really excited about Marlon Gunn. 
Uh, he's had a really good summer, really top-end uh, talent. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he competes uh, when he put the pads on here in August. Uh, Camaro Edmonds, uh, you know, pr- transfer from North Carolina. Now, I think he's figured out pretty quickly that, uh, hey, you better, you better be ready to go when you step on the field with that bunch. Uh, yeah. Cause it's, well, I would think when he's looking around for a school, if he decided to transfer, he looks over and he's, he's got to know that there's two of them that are really, really good. Yeah. I've got to step up there. and But he was a great talent. And we were talking about during the commercial, yes. especially his junior year. Yeah, a great high school player. We recruited him. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think that sometimes, you know, some of the other, some of the bigger schools, they don't really respect what you have. Um, so, I mean, I, uh, those, those those first two right there are pretty good now. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, the wide receiver room. Uh, let's talk about CJ a little bit because obviously he was in the doghouse for a while. He's bounced back. Everything that I've talked to people about say that he's come back with a great attitude. He's in the slot, but you need somebody in the slot, and he's doing a good job. He's had a good summer. Uh, if, he can, if he can stay where he's at mentally, I think he's got a chance to have a really good fall. Um, had a little bit of uh, medical stuff here towards the end of July, but that's that's cleared up, and so should be ready to go uh, on Wednesday. It always seemed with me with CJ that that he would get in these battles with the defensive backs, and it almost seemed like that the game w- would be you know would be here, and his battle was, and that was part of his battle, his yeah, interior battle. And, you know, it's you know people talk. Well, yeah, it's so, chatting so, all the time. So those those. Those other teams, they know, right? They know that, and he just. Yeah. We've talked a lot about that. Is just you listen. You gotta go play your game, right? You keep, Somehow, some yeah, way, you just it. gotta keep your head down, be quiet, worry about anybody else, and that's just it. play. And it's, but but there's a lot of chatty Cathys out there, aren't there? Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, if they can, if if I'm a DB and I know that I can get a under your skin a receiver yeah. off his game just by talking to him, then I'm that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So, but now I'll tell you the other thing. Isaiah Winstead has been. Uh, a great addition to that room, not only from a ability standpoint, because I think he's got a chance to be really good this year, but from a leadership, maturity. Uh, I mean, he's he, he he knows what he wants to do, and he takes a very businesslike approach. Uh, and you know, he even though he's new, he immediately commands respect just because of the way he goes about doing his business. And you know, things have changed so much. It used to be when you got a transfer, there was always that that period that, that you weren't sure you know it's, it's a, a waiting out period but now you're getting these transfers with more experience and, and they're coming in to transfer to play right away I right mean, i mean that's that's the whole idea to get somebody with some experience in that wants to do something different and and everybody says he's he's a great talent he is and he doesn't you know doesn't say a whole lot uh he lets his actions speak for him and uh really pleased with him how about the georgia transfer jalen jalen jalen's had a good summer uh, you know Jalen's got a you know he struggled with some you know health stuff injury stuff this spring so got got to stay on the field, uh, but you know excited about his camp you know he'll he'll be competing for a starting job. And Josiah Hatfield, Josiah's had a really good summer. Good. Uh, really really want to see Josiah put it all together. You know he's had some flashes. Yes, he has. You know the South Carolina game last year, the Houston game last yes. year. I mean those those two plays are as good as any play you see all year in the conference uh, now, yeah. but consistency. Yeah. Uh, but he's had a very consistent summer. And the Duke transfer, Jarrett Garner. Jarrett, uh, you know, Jarrett came to us uh, this summer um, and has had a solid summer. Really want to see, you know, him out there once we start practicing. The tight end room, which uh, you had yeah. one when you got here uh, three years ago, oh, but you've got some good ones now. 
maybe a half. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe that's giving you too much too much credit for the old old staff that they had a tight end. But there wasn't much of a tight end no. situation going on, was it? No, but I, I'll tell you, those two right there that you got on the paper, yeah. uh, they're as good as anybody in the league. I mean, Shane Calhoun and Ryan Jones. And Ryan's getting a lot of the attention. And, and rightfully so. He's a gifted athlete. He has done a fantastic job since he got here. Uh, really has matured a lot. Uh, a really good player. But I'll tell you what, a Shane, Shane's a good one, too. Yeah. And he's a little bit younger, but he's a good one. How about anybody else in that room? You yeah, well, you got, you got Aaron Jarman. Yeah. So transfer from Temple. Uh, you know, solid guy. He's different than those two. Uh, more of an inline tight end. Is he more of a blocker? Um, yeah, I mean, he, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he and D'Lo were more of the, you know, put your hand on the ground right beside the tackle. And, right. You know, come off the ball. Uh, and D'Angelo uh, McKinney, okay. D'Lo. Uh, but then uh, Tyler Savage, we've moved to that room to, you know, be more of that flex guy, uh, similar to Ryan. So, you know, the collective is you've got a lot of guys. They're just all a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you'll see us in a lot of two tight end sets, even though we might be spread out. We might be bunched up, you know, so it gives us a lot of flexibility with those guys. Now, that's got to be a lot of fun. Have yeah. a couple of tight ends on the field still yeah. spread out, and you can throw it anywhere. Cause, well, Ryan's as good a receiver as any of those wideouts. Right, he I is. Mean, yeah, that's no, no question. So, you know, you put him all over the place. All right, the offensive line may be the best offensive line we've had here in a long, long time. The best that's been here since uh, since I've been here. I mean, yeah, that first year, I think we had, you know, maybe four linemen and, and somebody else with a uniform on. <laughs> so, uh but uh, you know it's it's good. I feel like we're a solid two deep. Uh, I think that there is a lot of competition. Uh, I would not even sit here and tell you this is our starting five because you know I'm just glancing at it right here and I see probably nine guys that I could see starting. They'll figure it out. Yeah, and and it's great. And the thing is, it's not only who the most talented players are in those five position positions, but it's got to be the, the five that mesh together. Yeah, right. You, you always hear the right. thing about, you know, it, it's a nickel. You can't have five pennies. we got to have a nickel. I mean, it's Correct. the whole, all the adages that go with that, but it's got to be, you know, a unit because the offensive line can make or break it. One guy misses an assignment and the no whole doubt. play gets blown up. No doubt. And so it's, it's not, it's not just their ability. Right. Not just your um, talent. You, you can go into that right. inside drill and dominate, but if you can't get the play right. But I'm, I'm telling you, the other thing is you have to have competition because if you don't have competition and they don't have to, you know, compete their tails off to to play, you know, they're not going to be as good as they could be. So that depth is so important. Like, you know, Avery, Avery needs somebody to really push him at center. And and Ben Johnson's going to do that. And Ben, you you never know, Ben may start at guard, you know, because he's got that ability. Um, You know, Justin Red, another new guy. uh, I mean, he was... You're the player of the year, the lineman of the year in the conference he came from uh, at Norfolk State, you know, he is going to be probably a starter somewhere, but I couldn't tell you where. Yeah. Coach Shanks got some decisions yeah. to make, doesn't he? Yeah. And that's a and, good thing. And, and you've got, you know, Noah Henderson, Bailey Malovic, Nashad Strother. We mentioned Isaiah earlier. We mentioned Avery. Uh, you know, those guys have all played a lot. Uh, well, Isaiah hadn't played a lot, but the rest of them have played a lot. Isaiah's played some. Uh, Parker Moore from West yeah. Virginia, came in uh, in the spring. So you just have a lot of guys. You're going to have a lot of competition. You're going to have guys you can you can rotate them some. I know we don't rotate offensive linemen much, but uh, you can rotate them some. Uh, so you should have uh, the ability to, you know, to, to really be strong. That's the Pirate Offense. We'll talk Pirate Defense coming up. Let's take another commercial break. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show with head coach Mike Houston after this. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Again, we're taking your questions and comments on our Facebook live feed, and we just got the longest spam <laughs> that I've ever seen. Some, some guy wants you to buy some cotton <laughs> in California. I just called him. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to buy some cotton from him. I don't know what that's about, but uh, he did say, may God be with you, so he's he's a godly man yeah. trying to steal your money. <laughs> but uh Al's tuning in from Harris Casino in Cherokee, and he wanted to know about Barker's injury, and that's that's not a good good news. Well, he was a Kai Barker. Yeah, he mid-eared. Um, real talented uh, young freshman linebacker out of Atlanta, uh, and he unfortunately on spring break he was back home training, and he tore his uh, tore his knee up, and oh, so man. had to have surgery. Uh, it's I mean it's he, he'll redshirt. Rehab's coming along great. Great kid, good. Uh, Going to be a good player for us in time, but uh, he won't be with us this fall. Good. And, and you have said publicly that as a freshman to get on the field this year, you're going to have to be pretty special. It'll be tough. Yeah, that's it's, good. Now you got There's a couple that'll probably get on the field now. Yeah. J, JD Lampley has had a great spring and summer. I'm telling you, you you have a hard time keeping him off the field. That'd be fun to watch. All right, let's talk about the defense a little bit. When you when you talk defensive football, Blake Harrell's done such a great job since he's come in, and 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 he's really looking to expand the playbook some, isn't he? Well, he's uh, you know it's third year with him, so the kids know the kids that have been here. You know, all those freshmen that played that first year, they know the system inside and out. Uh, so you can move people around, you can you know play guys at different spots, so you can you know do some pretty creative things that uh, you couldn't do year one uh, so I just think it's a combination of the experience and the uh, and just having to be on the same page all right talk about the defensive line a little bit well we have one yeah <laughs> first year we played five kids I remember that and that was I mean, tough Alex Turner took every snap in every ball game the entire year <laughs> and he was a good one he was a good one but yeah. he's playing 96 snaps a game he yeah. was he was dead by halftime <laughs> yeah. you know so I mean we've got great depth um you know, we're sitting on the D line. We're three deep at D tackle. We're probably four deep um, of guys that can play. You know, they've played. They're experienced, and that uh, means a lot to get yeah. fresh bodies in there. You no know, doubt. First down, second down, bring yeah. a body in if you have to. And yep, no doubt. And then you get in the hybrid, the rush position. Jeremy Lewis, uh, really expecting some big things Man. from him. Yeah, he's he's got that happy, that, happy that swagger. Bir- happy birthday today. It's his Today, birthday. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, former South Central Falcon. Yeah. I was at South Central this morning yeah. for their first football practice. So, but uh, you know, he and he and Jack Jack Powers transfer from Nevada. Um, you know, those guys. Uh, you know, give us some flexibility there with that hybrid position, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 excited about our D line. When you think about the linebackers, you've got guys that that just, I mean, you know, as as a as a father, you look at some of these guys, you say, you know, you could certainly be my son because you got that that personality and you're a good Xavier Smith smiles all the time. Miles Berry is off the chart as far as well, no, Miles smiles a lot more than Xavier does. Well, every time I see Xavier, he's always smiling. He must uh, he must not give it to you. He must, he must be <laughs> nah, a media hound. I'll tell you, those two, <laughs> those two have played a lot of snaps. Uh, great kids, really good players. Excited to have them. So, you know, kind of like Holton. Now they were they were here uh, through the whole process, right. and I, I respect that. 
Yeah. Because they've they've they, they've been, stuck it out. When, they've when, been through the bad times, yeah. and now it's time to reap the rewards of the good times. And there's there's some of the ones. Gerard Stringer's another one. Uh, Jaro Wilson uh, that you know helped bring us through. You know to the, to where we are today. Yeah. I tell you, but it just it just seems like the linebackers, like the Bruce Bivens of the world, and Bivens right. is gone now. But but he was kind of that same. He's still thing. around. Yeah, well, he's still. Yeah, I saw, I saw him. I saw him Thursday. Yeah. The, the defensive backs. Talk about them a little bit. Well, you know, it's uh, you know J Mac uh, declared for the draft. Right. Uh, so uh, Warren and uh, DJ graduated. So you got some guys that played some snaps last year that uh, aren't here, but uh, love the guys that are here. Malik Fleming started every game for us last year at corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very experienced guy there. Uh, Tegan Wilk started several games last year. Very productive player. Uh, Sean Dorsey has started a lot for us for two years. Uh, very productive. Julius Wood, uh, I think he had a great spring, great summer, really high upside. So excited about him uh, there at field safety. Jawan Powell, we've moved over to corner. Uh, he'll be competing with Demel for with Demel Hickman for a starting spot there. But you know he also um, you know started most of the year last year at field safety. So a guy has a lot of flexibility. Demel has had a really. Uh, uh, really good summer, good spring, uh, experienced guy. So you got a lot of guys that have played a lot of ball, and you've got some young ones that uh, Isaiah Brown Murray, a pre Washington, is a, a transfer from Buffalo that started there for several years. Uh, Siobhan Ravel, Fletcher Marshall are really talented uh, incoming guys. So I feel really good about our secondary. Uh, you got to stay healthy. But uh, how do you get a transfer from Buffalo? I mean, how does that process work? Well, he's He's originally from Charlotte. Okay, that's the um, first, yeah. first big thing. So this yeah. is closer to home, right? Um, and I think you know he graduated at Buffalo, and you know just wanted kind of a, a change. Uh, went in the transfer portal. Does he so, contact you or the, once, or the football once he, program? Once he, once he went in the portal, I don't know who reached out to who, but we were obviously interested. But right. so we started conversations with him. He and his parents came down, visited, um, and then a few weeks later we had him back for an official visit, and he committed after that. All right, Scott writes in from Maryland. Jamari Young, another player from Maryland. How's he doing? So he is an incoming freshman, uh, just got here, um, inside linebacker, uh, big, good-looking kid. Uh, and But man, I haven't seen him do a whole lot just yet. Right. A kid like that and the ones that just come in, you know, as camp begins, I mean, how hard is it for them to figure out what's going on? It's got to be. I mean, they got to well, be looking around like, what in the world am I? I've gotten myself into. <laughs> well, I met with this one one family last week, and they said, "Well, what, you know, what's camp going to be like?" I said, "It's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your entire life by a long shot." And so, really, you just you want them here in July to get in shape enough to where they can just function, right? But it's going to be hard because if they're not in good enough shape to function, then they're spending their whole time you know, they, in they the corner. They won't make it through practice, right? And that that doesn't do anybody any good, right? Yeah. So. But uh, Jamar, we got a handful of uh, incoming freshmen, you know, preferred walk-ons that uh, are really talented that you you, know, you could see playing one day. Yeah. All right, let's go to the specialist. Owen Daffer comes back as your kicker, yep. and uh, I, I always think kindly about that Navy game. That was just uh, oh, absolutely. incredible, that kick, and just the, the feeling around the program when that ball went through the, the uprights, and that was a well, neat you deal. You hadn't beaten Navy in like a decade. I know. It was, I mean, there were horror stories about Navy East Carolina. I mean, I still think that that triple option just scored again at Dowdy Ficklin that, for that one season. <laughs> they racked up 70-some points, but but that, I'm kicking that I'm, I'm glad I wasn't here for that one. Yeah, I'm glad you, okay. were, you weren't responsible for any of that. Uh, no, but that was, a, that was a big kick. Yeah. I mean, and what a 
I mean, on the road is cold. Oh, I, and, by and, far and, the longest kicky track. And I know this went through your head, obviously, as you're try, deciding to do it. But you, you know, if you get it blocked, so, what yeah, could happen? You're headed to overtime, right? So I mean, my thinking: don't lose the game. Don't screw it up, but don't lose know. the game. How much did you think about not trying to field goal? Just just doing something well, different. Well, at, at some point, I think as Coach Tash, he said. Well, I'll tell you this. He said the field goal's probably got just as much of a chance as the Hail Mary does, so you might as well go ahead and kick it. Yeah. Yeah, and you did. Yeah. And it went through the well, I, prom- right. I, I promise you who who was confident it was going through the whole time? Owen Daffer. Yeah. I mean, he was adamant. When he kicked it, I looked at him and I said, ooh, he got all of that. And then I thought, it's got a chance. And I was underneath the goalpost. And That's man, what I was thinking, too. Yeah, and it's got a chance. And man, it, it went through the goalpost. And the look on your face when you're well, you know, excited and you got that win. And, and as you said, hadn't beaten Navy in so long. Well, and just, you know, that was a... That's one you won't forget. You won't yeah. forget the ending of the Memphis game. You won't no. forget the ending of that game. Um, and just like the season in general, you kind of broke the curse kind of deal, you know? Mm-hmm. You beat Navy at Navy. Right. You had the winning year. You got the bowl bid. Yep. So now all the bad karma that you know you walked into, it's gone. Right. So you, you, there's a breath of fresh air throughout the whole program. The sky's the limit now. Oh, well, I mean, it's... It is. It is. That's what I, that's it. It's the sky's the limit. Go right for it. And, and shouldn't it be? I, I agree. Well, as you said, when you were first hired, we, we were talking, we did an interview, and we went off camera, I think, and you said, look now, you guys got to be patient with us. Now, it's going to take us two or three years now. This, this ain't going to turn around overnight. And and everything you said but, like but that. But you all forgot right. that, like... <laughs> Three games in the year one. We didn't forget. I always remembered it. I've always remembered it. But yeah, I remember you saying that. And I thought, yeah, he's he's right. He's going to take a while. So, all right. At punter, Luke Larson comes back. Yeah. He's fun to talk to. Yeah, well, he's a grown man. Yeah, thirty years. He's thirty years old. <laughs> he and I are the same age. I mean, he's o- he's older than some of my assistants. <laughs> but he's so funny to talk he to. Is. I mean, he's nah, really he's good. Great, he's a great guy. Hey, I tell you, he's he's really in good shape right now. He's tri- trimmed down. Been really working on his flexibility. You know, when you get older, you have to do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, you do. The nah, stress zone is calling me every day. So. I'm, I'm I'm excited, but he's worked really really hard, and he's waited on this opportunity. Uh, I think he'll have a great year. Pirates were picked six in the preseason poll, just behind yeah. Memphis and SMU. What'd you think of that? Nah, I don't think very much of it. Yeah, I didn't think so. I had the Pirates third on my bout, and I did get to vote in the preseason media poll. I had Cincinnati to win it, Houston second, and East Carolina third. You think back to last year, though, the Houston game, East Carolina, one of the most bizarre games that we'll ever be a part of because we spent eight hours you know, yeah. waiting to play the daggone thing. That was a long time. <laughs> I remember my bright idea was, hey, I'm going to go down and see if Coach Houston will do a quick interview, and we'll put it on social media about what the guys are doing. So we walked down. He looked at me and said, I ain't doing no interview. <laughs> <laughs> we're down there feeding them peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I know. They were running to Walmart to get stuff to eat to feed everybody because that wasn't exactly on the But then the kids that went out and played their tails off. They did. It was a heck of a football shot game. To win it. Yep. We should have uh, won in uh, regulation. Yeah. It, it just We had a shot there on that last drive. Just couldn't put it in. Mm-hmm. But the UCF game. Yeah. Same the thing. whole game. Yeah. And really Cincinnati, it just... It, it, the, that that first drive of the fourth quarter, we had it first and goal from the four. We get the penalty, then we get stopped, then we get the field goal blocked. That just that that sequence right there. Yeah, you know, you had a shot because you could have got it to a, a one score game if you scored there, scored a touchdown there. But and there was so much there was so much pressure on the Cincinnati ball club because yeah. if if you could have gotten it close, oh yeah, I mean because they're playing for you know the chance of playing the national so, playoff. 
I'm glad it's not you know kind of us and Yukon down here <laughs> battling out for last. I heard you say that the other day, but, and I uh, thought, yeah, I've seen that day before. Yeah, but uh, I just you know. I think more of us than that. Yeah, I think a, so a lot too. More. And I think you know the preseason polls are what they are. It gives yeah. you something to talk about. But, sure. Uh, you know, down the line, you get it on the field and you, and you play them. All right, we're running out of time. What about this Pirate football team this year? When you take the field against North Carolina State, how exciting is that going to be? It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, we need fifty-one thousand pirates there. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care where you got to sit. Get a ticket. Get in the stands. You know it's going to be hot, so dress accordingly. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of water. Concessions will do a good job. John Gilbert has doubled or tripled his staffing. That was one of the questions somebody asked me. Is there going to be water available? Yeah, they've heard it enough. (laughs) They'll be prepared, okay? (laughs) Be ready. Get your tail in the stands. Yeah, it's going to be fun. 12 noon kickoff, East Carolina and North Carolina State. And we're looking forward to camp. I always enjoy camp because it's in the morning. You can come out, you can shoot a little video early. Sometimes we get a chance to get some of those inside drills. And then we come back and get your reaction to how practice was and how practice is going. Talk to some of the players. And it's 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 just a, it's a great time of the year. I mean, it really is. Good. So we certainly appreciate it. So you got Roger up next? Uh, sitting out there? Yeah, he's in, he's in here. He's in here with the Pirate Radio Boys, the Pirate Radio Players Lounge. <laughs> he's a part of that. So he'll he's be ready to go. Later on. I promise you. This after. I promise he's ready to go. Get him the football. Yeah, he's smiling right there. All right, that is the Brian Bailey Show. Coach, thanks so much for your time. We certainly appreciate it. We love working with you and uh, looking forward to a great thanks season. A Go Pirates. And Coach Mike Houston on the season debut of the Brian Bailey Show. We'll see you next week right here on Pirate Radio. This has been the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Seared Chop House, The Gavigan Agency, Taft, Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio. 